and welcome to another episode of the Advocates Academy. The Advocates Academy is brought to you by the Women and Gender Resource Center at the University of Alabama. I'm Lizzie Smith, and I'm your host. The Advocates Academy is a podcast for students, faculty, and staff who are looking for ways to engage in advocacy and social justice work on their campus, in their career, and in their day-to-day lives. Today, we're speaking with Darius Thomas. Darius is here to talk about the WGRC's Young Men's Leadership Program, or the YMLP. The YMLP is a mentoring program designed to help young boys better understand themselves and engage with concepts of masculinity. Darius has experience working with the YMLP as both a mentor and a facilitator, and I was beyond thrilled to get to speak with him for this interview. Darius and I worked together over the past spring on the YMLP, and I can't tell you how lucky I feel to have gotten to know him. But rather than waste your time telling you how wonderful Darius is, I'm just going to let you hear for yourself and cut right to the interview. Thanks for listening. We're here today with Darius, and uh, he's going to tell us a lot about himself, but he is here to talk to us about the Young Men's Leadership Program. So hi, Darius. Uh, yeah, can, can you just tell us about yourself? Sure, Lizzie. Thank you for having me. Uh, so yeah, my name is Darius. Um, I'm an upcoming junior at UA. I'm a political science major and criminal justice minor, and I'm on the pre-law track. Um, and I'm from Phoenix City, Alabama. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and, and yeah, so we're talking about the young men's leadership program and, um, I know a little bit about it cause you and I have worked together on the program, but I really want to highlight mm-hmm. your experiences specifically. So would you mind telling us about, uh, about this mentoring program? Yeah. So freshman year, I was really, really lucky to come across the woman and gender resource center. And I, uh, started working there as a student assistant and I was a mentor at first and, Then my sophomore year, I served as the facilitator. So in terms of my experience with it, I've been a mentor and a facilitator. And the program really is a program that's kind of a curriculum that teaches boys about what it's really about to be men. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of centered around three pillars, and those are identity, strength, and leadership. And we talk a lot about a a lot of different social contexts and different social constructs around masculinity and kind of what that means and, again, what it means to be a man today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I've I've been involved in, like, mentoring and tutoring programs and stuff in the past, and this is the first one that I've ever been a part of that was specific to gender. And so I think that that's a really interesting thing about this program and something that people don't always think about. Like, when you think about mentoring, you think about, like, bonding with a kid and um, hanging out and spending time with them and getting to know them and stuff like that. But um, this one has kind of a cool perspective because you specifically are talking about masculinity and, and yeah, what it means to be a man today, which I think is, is so important. Um, and, and, and speaking of kind of the purpose and, um, and kind of the, the outcomes for this program, can you speak to a little bit why the Young Men's Leadership program is important for young boys? For sure. I think um, it's really important. It's important for a lot of reasons, but I'd say 
The main reason is I think in a lot of popular media, I think just generally a lot today, some kind of problematic things are kind of being uh, kind of popular in media. And I Mm -hmm. think kids and boys specifically, they look at this in media and movies or shows and they see this kind of problematic behavior sometimes that is tied with masculinity and that kind of behavior is kind of glorified in these videos and movies and shows. And so I think the purpose of YMLP is really important. And what it does is that it kind of says like, hey, that's not necessarily what a man should be. It's okay to show emotions. It's okay to be someone who doesn't kind of partake in that kind of behavior that we're seeing in popular media. So I think it's important in that regard. Yeah, thank you. And and I think that most of the folks listening can probably think of some examples on their own of uh, different ways in which boys are taught things that aren't necessarily healthy um, or helpful to them and to their development as kind of whole people. Um, but could you speak to any examples of, of things that you've seen in the boys that you've worked with or that you see in the media that kind of demonstrate um, demonstrate the, the problem that y'all are trying to address as mentors? Yeah, so in one of our weeks of discussion, we were um, – we kind of started just talking about, I don't know how it came up, but it was like after one of our curriculums has ended, we had a little free time at the end and we we're just kind of talking about music videos um, mm-hmm. and kind of the behavior that a lot of music videos um, kind of partake in. And so it's like a lot of times in a music video, be a guy is kind of object objectifying women um, in some way, shape or form. And that was one specific example of just how, you know, that came up in our, in our discussion And we're just talking about why this is problematic. But, you know, a lot of times these boys, you know, they look at a video like that and it's someone who's very popular, an artist who's very popular, has a big following. And so they don't necessarily see something wrong with it until they're kind of told like, hey, that's actually something that is an issue and shouldn't be shouldn't be happening. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of like you said, there's a lot of instances and you can find it in many different areas. But that was just one thing that came up uh, over my time. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. And, and, you know, as we're talking about why this program is important and, and the impact that we would hope that it has, um, can you also speak to why this program is important or beneficial for the mentors? Yeah, I think even me, when I was a mentor, I came away my freshman year after having been a mentor for that year. And even again, after being a facilitator, I came away with kind of just a heightened awareness of my masculinity and where it can be an issue mm-hmm. and where it can be a problem. And so I came away more educated and I can tell you, I think from being a facilitator that in training the mentors, the mentors also came away with that same sense of I'm more educated on kind of issues or social context that I w- wasn't as educated on before. And yeah. so I, it's beneficial for both the littles and bigs because as bigs, we're in a different, you know, c- time in our life in college where uh, I think it's important to be aware of our masculinity. And so um, I became really, really aware of it. And so did the mentors and kind of, it kind of guided how I navigated future situations. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, Okay. So based on your experiences, because you have experience as a mentor and as a facilitator uh, working with this program, what do you think are some of the biggest issues facing boys when it comes to their own experiences and their own understanding of what it means to be a man today. 
Yeah, I um, that's a really good question. I think one of the biggest issues is that a lot of times um, boys and, and men today, I think we just sometimes don't even recognize the that there is an issue, right? Like we're just not recognizing the fact that there can be situations in which um, men kind of exude some problematic behavior because if we're, you know, if you're 10, 11 years old and you've, you know, been living through your life uh, and haven't been told about how certain things are problematic, you're just not aware that that's problematic. So you don't know you're doing something wrong um, until you're told you're doing something wrong or until you are told like, hey, maybe, you know, things should be done this way or whatnot. So I think the first and the biggest issue is just recognizing that there is indeed some type of, there's some times where guys can exude some problematic behavior and Mm -hmm. trying to learn how to fix that. So I think that's one of the biggest issues. And another one, like I was talking about before, is the kind of, um, I guess, popular portrayal of some problematic men behavior in different mediums, such as movies or games or or shows. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I completely agree with you. You know, when you when you grow up in a society and you're constantly bombarded with these messages from you know literally like the day that you're born it's it's so hard to um like to distinguish between what what behaviors and and what ways of looking at the world are healthy and which ones are not because you don't know anything different so if we're if we're thinking about boys and masculinity and you know growing up in a world that um that offers up a lot of images and examples of problematic masculinity. I think it's really common for people to assume that those problematic examples are damaging exclusively to women. Um, But, you know, uh, everything that we, that we kind of know about, especially boyhood and masculinity suggests that that's not exclusively the case that it's also oftentimes, uh, emotionally and, and physically damaging to boys and men. Um, can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So th- that's another good example. Um, and one of the things we were talking about in the curriculum, we had this week where we had all these like pictures of, you know, guys doing certain activities and kind mm-hmm. of doing manly things. Right. And then, so for example, like boys are expected to play sports, right? And if you don't mm-hmm. somehow, some way, you're considered to be a little feminine. If you're not a, if you're not someone that plays sports, if you're not a boy that's really interested in sports. And so, actually, in the program, we had a boy that was really, really good at drawing, and he um, was a fantastic artist. And we were talking about different activities, and I had asked the question of, well what's an activity that maybe guys aren't expected to be good at? And he said drawing. And he said that I'm really good at drawing and that um, sometimes boys aren't expected to be good at drawing. And because of that, you know, that can be a point of contention. So yeah, this kind of problematic behavior isn't that is portrayed or, you know, exuded in media isn't definitely something that's just towards women. It's towards each other as well, you know, towards boys, towards other, um, like you said, to other boys that are also emotionally or just, different things that guys take part in. For example, another one was a guy loved to play the piano and he loved to sing gospel yeah. music, he said. So, uh, yeah, I know it was just, it was just an amazing, <laughs> so you cool. know, it was amazing to hear. That, you know, it could, I know it was really, really cool. He drew, um, on his picture, he drew like a music note and then he wrote gospel next to it. And I was like, okay, can you tell us about that? And he says he likes to play the piano, uh, and he likes to sing gospel yeah. music. And again, that's something 
in popular media, boys, you know, don't aren't really typically doing. And so uh, mm-hmm. it's very easy for it to damage boys like that who are doing activities or partake, partaking in activities that are awesome, but by the standard norms of society aren't typically what guys do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, that's such a, you know, both of those, like, activities are are so creative and, and important, I think, to, uh, to our culture. And it would just be terrible to be robbed of, of you know, the things that they could create um, because of societal expectations that, that limit them. Um, so cool. Thank you. Um, okay. So, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about the boys, but let's, let's talk a little bit about mentors because with any luck at all, um, I would knock on wood, but it's going to cause an echo in my mic and, and make editing really hard for me. Uh, with any luck at all, we'll have some fantastic mentors, uh, starting up in the fall. Um, so if they're listening today and curious about the program and about what mentoring is like, I think that it would be really valuable for you to speak a little bit to that. So can you, um, can you tell us what, what makes a good mentor? I would say probably mainly two things. Number one is to be patient um, because talking about masculinity and these kind of concepts that we're tackling, um, it just requires patience. A lot of times for the, the littles, this is their first time hearing concepts like intersectionality or things like that. So I think if you're, if you're just patient with the littles while we're having these discussions, uh, that's a really, really good thing for a mentor, mentor to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the second one is because these are so complex and it kind of goes hand in hand with being patient, but because these are complex in your discussions with the littles, you know, just try to make it as simplistic as possible, break it down to where they can understand. Because a lot of times we look at issues based on our own world experiences. And so, you know, for us, we may relate to something about Greek life or something about our college courses, but you know, for littles, they're not really interested in Greek life right now. You know, they're, they're fifth graders that are, that are having whole, you know, totally different issues. And so try to relate to them and be uh, as simplistic as you can in trying to view the world from their perspective and try to mm-hmm. come up with examples that maybe they um, are living through. Cool. Thank you. And, you know, in that vein, I'm also thinking about, like, you know, I, I'm thinking about, like, the first couple of weeks of mentoring where the littles are still getting to know their bigs and vice versa. And it can be so difficult to begin to have those conversations, those challenging conversations with a child uh, before you have a strong connection, which, you know, is, is really difficult because we only get one day a week with them and, uh, and, you know, only one, one day a week and, and only for one semester. So it almost feels, I think about the time that the bigs form a really strong bond with their littles, the semester is over and it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that in mind, can you speak to a little bit how, um, how mentors can go about building a strong rapport and relationship with their littles early on in the semester? Yeah. Um, so that's a good question. I tried my hardest as a mentor, um, to just always relate to my little, um, mm-hmm. I, know, I forget where the saying comes from, but it's like one, um, the sweetest sound to someone is their own name. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but if you just 
remembering someone's name is a really big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you, for example, you meet them that first week, you come back and you call them by their name. You say, hey, you know, Devin, how was that test you were talking to me about last week? And so I think that's a tip to give mentors is maybe like week one, you talk to them. They mention a couple of things. Maybe they have a test before you see them again, or maybe they are trying out for some team before you see them again. I think it's important to remember that if you have to, you can write it down in your phone or something. And the Mm -hmm. next week, come back and just make it a point to talk to them and say, well, hey, how was that test? How was this? How was that? And that may sound, sound like a little thing, but I think those things can go very far when it comes to showing a little that you are paying attention and that you care about their life, you know, because these littles yeah. really do up to the bigs, you know, for mm-hmm. um, littles, you know, they view us as all super, you know, they think we're like all super successful college uh, <laughs> guys, you know, um, and so they they do look up to the bigs. And so I think for the bigs to show the littles like, hey, you know, you matter, you uh, we care about you and we're remembering these things that you're telling us, I think that's a big deal. I think that you're absolutely right. And I, I also... Um you know, I'm thinking about what you said before with uh, having conversations about challenging topics with littles that you have to kind of look at it from their perspective and put yourself in their position. And I think if if we do that, when we think about building rapport, it's really easy to imagine why having like someone who's older, who you view as an adult and, and a mentor, you know, take an interest in your life and remember your name and, and what that that type of thing felt like as a child, because you're right, it is so powerful and it makes people feel like their mentor cares about them and was thinking about them. Um, and, and that's, you're right. That's an absolutely fantastic way uh, to build rapport. Okay. Um, so, you know, as, as we're talking about building rapport and having challenging conversations, um, can you speak a little bit and you, you kind of did to some extent um, a, about this already, but uh, in terms of having conversations about gender equity and masculinity, how can this be challenging for bigs and littles? For bigs, it's challenging just because a lot of them also haven't had kind of experience talking about these issues with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just finding out how to put into words with another person a very complex issue is, is mm-hmm. hard. And then for the littles, they they go through these kind of things where it's like, for them, it's just fun, right? Like, it's just what boys do. And so not recognizing that it's a problem is hard, right? So when you are doing something all day, every day, and then someone all of a sudden comes into your school and they're like, hey, this is actually problematic behavior, and you're doing it all day, yeah. you know, you're kind of, you're kind of put off guard by that. That's what for I'm sure. trying to say there is that like... You know, someone's coming in here and telling you what you've been doing ever since you've been a boy and since you've been in elementary school is something that's actually an issue. You may be kind of put off by that at the beginning and you're kind of hesitant to accept that. And so I think from their perspective as a little, it's a little bit challenging. So, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say there when it comes to littles. They just it's kind of like he's telling me what I'm doing is wrong. You know, how can I yeah. trust that or. I feel like they're a little hesitant at first, but, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that it's really important to remember too, that, you know, the littles that y'all are working with are nine and 10 years old and y'all are kind of new people in their lives. They've had uh, male role models 
throughout their entire lives already who are often unintentionally or or maybe even intentionally reinforcing some of these behaviors that that they're now hearing for the first time aren't aren't necessarily healthy or in their best interest and so yeah it's it's definitely a a very challenging challenging thing to approach those topics and and I think you're absolutely right um that sometimes littles could be put off by that um and you know understandably so um Okay, so as we're kind of moving through and we're thinking about what it is to be a mentor and why this experience can be challenging and why it can be meaningful, um, can you can you speak to your own experience and talk a little bit about the most important things that mentors get out of the program? Yeah, I um, I think the biggest thing was that you're just you're more aware of certain things, you know, I mean, cause once you're teaching things to other people, mm-hmm. those things are coming in your head and yeah. you're just, you're just way, way more aware of certain situations that you're in. You're aware of, of kind of some of the privileges that you have as a man. And so yeah. I think that for me, and I know for some of the mentors who have, who have I've talked with since being in the program that they have, come away with this kind of uh sense of kind of situations and social situations and circumstances that they're involved in. And so that was my biggest takeaway. Um, yeah. but there's a lot of other takeaways from it. I mean, I, um, I get really excited whenever I leave a session because a lot of the littles, they really do take on to the curriculum pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so they, I feel good cause you know, we come in, talking about an issue that they may not have even heard about before. And then they leave with a good understanding of, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And so um, I think another takeaway is as a mentor, just seeing this discussion happen, even though it's from bigs to littles, we mm-hmm. can, we can take away what we're doing to uh, in talking about with these littles to actually just talking about to our peers in college. And so I see it as kind of like this wave effect of, not only can we teach littles with the information we're getting taught or that we're teaching through this curriculum, but we can also teach peers about it. And hopefully this is like a wave that keeps going and going. But yeah, I think um, those are, those are a couple of takeaways from my time with the, with the program. I think that that's something that we at the WGRC hope that folks will take away, right? Is this, this greater sense of, of self and understanding and a desire to kind of implement, implement, uh, healthier masculinity and, and behaviors into, into what they do and to share that information with the people around them too. Um, okay. So uh, as somebody who's kind of been in the program for a little while now, um, you've been interacting with the kids for a couple of years. Do you have a favorite memory that you'd like to share with us? Something funny or exciting or, or meaningful that happened with one of the littles? Um, yeah. So, I mean, my always had really f- uh, a lot of fun with the, with the littles when it comes to any type of activity we do, cause they're super competitive. So uh-huh. I love to, um, have fun with that, like building the tower with the balloons and seeing which one's like the, you know, the tallest or whatever that, that was my, yeah. that was really fun. But when it comes to the, the curriculum itself, something that I guess that happened that was meaningful, um, our one week, uh, I think the week we were talking about tests of courage actually, um, one of the littles was kind of just like asking a lot of questions, like, um, just trying to see what's going on, whatever this, that. And I actually, 
you know, sometimes it's really good for a peer to answer a question. And so mm-hmm. um, I thought, I was like, well, there's a little who, uh, who knows the answer to this question want to, you know, answer him. So I had a little answer another little's question just because I wanted to see if that little was grasping it. I wanted to just hear how, how they would go about it. And um, that was one of my favorite moments where the little just like really eloquently actually talked about how, you know, you shouldn't have to prove yourself to be a part of a friend network or you shouldn't have to do anything that's damaging to, to show your worth. Um, and so when he said that to another little, uh, in front of the group talking, just like telling them what test of courage was. And for me, that was one of my favorite moments because I think, you know, coming in, they know about some of that stuff, but, uh, coming in, talking about things that, like I said, are brand new and then having a really good grasp on it towards the end, enough so that you're able to answer a peer's question really eloquently is one of my favorite moments. I think it's like a beautiful example of what the program can do. So, uh, yeah, yeah. that was one of, my, one of my top moments for sure. Oh, that's awesome. And, and yeah, you know, uh, you and I have talked about this a little bit already, um, not today necessarily, but like in previous conversations before and after mm-hmm. mentoring sessions about how difficult talking about tests of courage specifically is with um with the mentors and with with the littles uh because it's so deeply ingrained to our kind of cultural idea of of what it means to be a man this idea that being a man means proving your manhood and that often means by doing um sometimes you know uh funny and and relatively harmless things but oftentimes doing things that are are reckless and and can be harmful um and and damaging you know to ourselves like i'm thinking about things like the rainbow milk challenge and the tide pod challenge and and stuff like that where people are actively putting themselves in harm's way as a way of proving masculinity and you know you and i talked about that and we were like oh this is a hard one with for the mentors and the littles to grasp because it's such a big part of, of our uh, societal sense of, of masculinity and toughness and bravery. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's so cool just to hear that, um, that the kids got that in that yeah. way. Um, that's wonderful. It's a beautiful moment. Um, okay, cool. Um, and I think uh, for you, my last question is just kind of to open up and ask uh, what advice you would give to somebody who's interested in becoming a mentor? I would just say definitely just go for it. Um, I know it can be kind of intimidating. It really can be, which is something I don't really think about. But, you know, coming into your um, first time and just signing up to be a mentor, it can seem intim- intimidating because it really is a you have a lot of responsibility, you know, and you have a lot mm-hmm. of influence over these these kids. And so I get how that can be intimidating. But I would say for anyone that's interested in this program, just definitely go for it because um, it's a lot, it's not as hard as you think, one, but two, it's so gratifying to know that you're having an impact on someone's life. And so I definitely looked forward to being able to go to Skyland and and talk to, talk to the the littles about, about these issues because you do get a certain gratification from it. So I'd say number one, just like, don't be, don't be scared to do it. Definitely just jump in. It's fun. Uh, and then two, once you're a mentor and once you sign up, uh, just be patient with the with the littles because these are complex topics. But if you have those two things in mind, just jump in and be patient. I think you'll have a really, really strong connection and a good um, a good time mentoring. Awesome. Thank you. 
Yeah, and for anybody listening who is interested in getting involved with our Young Men's Leadership Program, um, at the um, outro of this episode and in the show notes, I will provide information about how to find out more information and how to get involved or, um, or learn more about the program if you'd like to. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, Okay, cool. So Darius, I'm out of questions for you. Um, so I always like to, at the end of interviews, just kind of open up the floor. Is there anything else that you would like to tell us that we didn't talk about today? Um, no, I think, I think that's it. I think, uh, we covered everything. I was, I'm very, I was very excited to get to talk to you again, Lizzie, oh, and yeah. uh, talk about YMLP. So yeah, anytime, uh, you, you need anything from me, I'm definitely here. So yeah, I had a great time. Thank you. again for coming on the show, Darius. As promised, I want to take a minute to explain how folks can get involved with the Young Men's Leadership Program. So the YMLP is a full academic year commitment in which mentors will take the fall semester to learn about our curriculum, develop leadership and mentoring skills, and to build a community with their fellow mentors. During the spring semester, all of our mentors will be matched with a fourth or a fifth grade boy, and each week we'll visit our partner school to visit the kids and to facilitate a lesson that aligns with the three pillars of identity, strength, and leadership. Through those sessions, mentors get to know their littles and have meaningful conversations with them about what it means to be a man today. If you or someone you know is interested in becoming a mentor in developing leadership skills and in earning service hours with the YMLP, fill out a mentor application posted on our website. To make it easier for you to access, I'll post a direct link to the correct page in the show description. So if you want to fill out that application, all you got to do is scroll down and click on that link and it'll take you right to the correct spot. If you want to learn more about the YMLP, you can also email me at easmith11 at ua.edu. Thanks, everyone, for listening in today. As always, if there's a topic you'd like to learn more about or a person you think we should speak with, you can send your suggestions and requests to me via email and once again at easmith11 at ua.edu. If you're listening in today and you appreciate the content we're putting out, don't forget to give us a review wherever you get your podcast and don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family and colleagues so that they can listen in as well. This podcast is brought to you by the Women and Gender Resource Center at the University of Alabama. The mission of the WGRC is to address gender inequity and foster a community that values social justice, safety, leadership, mentoring, education, multiculturalism, partnership, and research. This is accomplished by gender-related outreach, advocacy, and support to individuals and communities of all identities. If you'd like to learn more about the programs and resources our office provides, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or at our website, wgrc.sa.ua.edu.